all things are possible for us through Christ Jesus. Amen. So today's message is talking about Jesus revealed. Right? Is everybody ready? Good. I got take two. I'm ready to roll now. We're good to go. But if we want to see Jesus revealed, right? Here we go. Jesus revealed. I'll get this straight out. The best way to see him revealed is through his word. Amen. If you want a good picture of Jesus, you've got to look to his word, not the world, right? So often we look to the world for so many things, but that's not going to give us the best picture of God, right? And if we want to see what God looks like, we know we just look to Jesus, amen? So there's a couple of things I wanted to do to just take off here. I want to read a little bit. If you've got your Bibles today, we're going to be primarily in Colossians, the first chapter. But I wanted to talk about this right here. We meet Jesus in the word of God because he is the word of God. All right. So this is a little just a little appetizer. I'm going to read this for you. It's out of John chapter one. It says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Everybody said amen. Right. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him. Nothing was made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of man. So that was just a little bit to just get us going to think about from the very beginning. God was thinking about us. Amen. So we got a little reading. If you got your Bibles, let's go ahead and open up to Colossians chapter 1. All right? So I'm going to read a little bit of this, and then we're going to go back and pick through it. We're really looking at three things. We're looking at Jesus revealed to us, revealed Jesus revealed in us, and Jesus revealed through us. So keep that in as a framework as we go through here, and let's really think about that as our backdrop. All right? So we're starting out. I want you to think about as I read this, Jesus revealed to us, all right? It says, Christ is the, the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was create, created, and he is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything. Somebody say everything. Everything, everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church. I like that. Let's read that again. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is the first in everything. All right, let's go to the next one here. A little bit more, and then we're going to really unpack it. For, in, for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace. That sounds good, doesn't it? We can go for that. With everything in heaven and on earth by means of what? Christ's blood on the cross. Amen. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemy, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into the, his own presence. And you are holy and blameless. As you stand before him without a single fault. Do you notice how many times they made it personal? He said, you. I mean, even as I've been working this this week, I didn't realize how many times he said, I wish I'd have counted. But it's quite a few. You were made holy. You were reconciled. So today I want us to take this personal. You know, a lot of times in the world people say, well, don't take it so personal. I want you to take this personal. You know why? Because this will make all the difference in the world. One of the things I thought was really amazing when we first read this is one of the strongest statements in the Bible that really introduces the divine nature of Christ. All right? It says Jesus is not only equal to God, he is God in flesh. All right? I got a lot of places for amen here when I go through this. All right? As the visible image of the invisible God, he is the exact representation of God. Amen? Amen. 
He not only reflects God, but he reveals God to us, right? Jesus is supreme over all creation. He has all priority and all authority. Now, that's a good place to be taking some notes in here, man. This is stuff. Because the reason I want you to see this as we unpack this, I want you to know who holds your future, who holds your hand, right? Who holds your heart, who holds your salvation. See, when we get the right picture of Christ on the inside, man, that world don't look too tough, right? But when we waver about who we are in Christ and we waver about who he is, he didn't change, right? We start beginning to question and, and our faith starts to waver. So I want to really anchor this in from God's word to build your faith, all right? So what do we just say? He has all priority and all authority, right? He has authority over everything. And he's put his spirit in us. He came from heaven and not from dust. I thought that was pretty neat when I was reading that. You know, man, Adam came out of the earth and God breathed a living spirit into him, right? But God came from heaven. He is Lord over all. When you're going through a situation, we need to know that our God is the God over all. That our Lord is Lord over all things. See, when we set that backdrop, when he's revealed to us in that nature, guess what it does to your problems? It starts shrinking them down. Now, let me tell you something else. I'm not ever, ever standing up here it's like, oh, you don't have any problems with this and that. What I'm saying is this. Compared to what our God has got for us, guess what? We are in the right place when we're in right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? We're in perfect proximity for things to change. When God's presence is around, guess what happens? Things change. Amen? He is holy. He is judge over all. I want you to think about that because we're going to work that into to a little something on the end. He's judge over all. King of kings, prince of peace, and savior of the world. Now, I want you to think about this. In every book of the Bible, it points to Jesus. Every book of the Bible, it's, it's his story. You know, I heard one time I was watching something. They said history, his story. It's his story to us, revealing his self to us, revealing his love to us on the cross, right? So I want us to think about that. But he wants to reveal even more of that in your everyday life. It's not just for Sunday. It's for every day. So when we look at this, God is pursuing us. If we just stop running and run into his arms. If we just turn around and take that in and receive what he has for us. Just like last week we talked about Jesus is the remedy. Right? Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull in some of my Bible study from Tuesday here that I thought was really cool. Um, we were, we've been studying the life of Jesus. And, and you know, as we prepare our hearts for going into the sunrise service, that's coming up too. Easter, resurrection day is what I like to call it when we celebrate the risen Savior. But you know, we can celebrate that every day, right? That's what I'm talking about. We need to celebrate that we have the living God on our behalf in us when we put our faith and trust in him. Well, this is something that I thought was kind of cool when we were looking through the Bible study. And um, when Jesus comes on in to Jerusalem, it's about a week before the Passover. We talked about the Passover where they celebrate being set free from bondage out of Egypt. Okay, And he came in, look at the perfection of this. He came in on that Friday, which was called Lamb's Day. All right, Lamb's Day was a day that all the families would come to pick out a lamb so that they could sacrifice the lamb for their sins, right? As we're talking Old Testament as a foreshadowing of the new, right? See, I'm just adding on to what we've been talking about in the past. So I want to give some good foundation. Isn't it amazing that Jesus, the Lamb of God, shows up on the scene on Lamb's Day as if God was saying, here's my sacrifice. I thought that was pretty cool. As we studied it out, you know, when we see the things, uh, uh, you know, it's a lot of times when we, we, we look at things and uh, 
We get our own perspective on it, but sometimes we need to broaden it out and really get God's perspective on it. That's what we really want. Now, what I also found out while we were studying was this. What had happened in past Passovers, can you say it, past, in, in recent Passovers, um, they would have somebody come and say, well, I'm the Messiah. And they're going, what? You know, somebody would just show, I'm the Messiah, right? The anointed one. And what would happen would, would be is the Romans that were overseeing all this, this would start a big riot. And what would happen, it even got to a point where people were getting busted up pretty good, losing their life, getting beat up, you know, because of this big outcry. People were just like, you're not a Messiah. This guy is just, you know, you know, there were just people would come in and, and profess to be the one. You know, we'll see that today, don't we? They'll say, oh, I got all the answers. I'm the one. You know, I'm the one. But you know what? If we keep our nose and our hearts in the book, God's word, we'll know who the one is, amen, because we have a relationship. So check this out. What was happening is, if we read it real close, I believe it's in Luke 19, if you look back through the Gospels. It said that when they came in, right, when Jesus comes in on a donkey, which represents peace, right, they were looking for an earthly king, right? But he's so much more than that, isn't he? And what was happening was this. It was really a kind of quiet time because it was kind of solemn because... Last time they all got together, people were getting their heads knocked around because they were all out of control. Now, look, Jesus comes on the scene, and they're going, what? Hosanna, Hosanna, right? Well, what we found out as we studied this, it means deliver us, deliver us. But they were looking for deliverance, what? From the oppression from the government. He had so much more. He was going to deliver them from sin, and he did. Amen? So look at this. Now he comes in there, and now the crowd is ramped up. Man, deliver us. Deliver us, right? And the religious leaders are going, man, you've got you to tell them guys to be quiet, man. You're going to start a riot. And he goes, you know what? If they didn't cry out, even the rocks would cry out. You know, even creation is yearning for Christ's return. Amen? That's amazing. So as we look at that, you know, a lot of times we shortchange ourselves for what God's got for us, right? They were looking for an earthly king, and he's so much more. There's a couple of other things that I thought was interesting. Two times in the Bible, it talks about Jesus weeping. One, which is prior to this, where we know that Lazarus had passed away, and Jesus comes to raise him, and he says he looked on him with compassion, and Jesus wept. If anybody says, do you know a Bible verse, they always say, Jesus wept, right? Y'all have heard that a hundred times, right? But you know what? It wasn't that, that, you know, a lot of times some of the scholars say it was because, oh, you know, he loved him so, and this and that, and, and I believe that surely he did love him so. But they also talk about, as we study more, is that because, you know what, he saw the great compassion on people. He saw people with compassion and their hurts and things like that. So you know what? He wanted them to see the big picture. So now we're back when he's coming through on a donkey. And here you think, they're saying, man, you're the king. You're the Messiah. Come on down. And he starts to weep because he knew what would happen. He knew. Isn't it, isn't it amazing what a, a day makes? You can see in the Bible what the difference a week made. Because on that Friday, we're saying, man, deliver us. Next Friday, they said, crucify him. Isn't that amazing? It's really amazing to me how we can pick and choose and pick and choose. You know, what we need to do is choose to put our hearts in line with God. Amen? And walk it out from there. And say, you know what? If it don't line up with the word of God, then I don't want it. I don't want it. So as we go, and again, you're thinking, they're thinking, man, we got this big leader here, the tough guy. Uh, you know, we see him do all these miracles. He's going to put those guys in their place. But he came to do so much more. He came to conquer sin 
and conquered death. And that's exactly what he did. So those are some things that we're learning on Tuesday night. It's been really cool. So that's kind of a little infomercial. But what I really want you to understand is this. Jesus is for you. Amen. And that's how he is revealed to us in so many ways. But if you want to get a good picture of who Christ is, look in the word of God to the perfection of God's word. Amen. So let's jump on over to the next one. Everybody doing good, right? Good deal. Jesus revealed in us. Now, this is what I want to talk about when I say this. I'm talking about from the inside out. Jesus revealed in us that relationship in us, okay? We're going to break that down a little bit. I'm talking about this where change should occur from the inside out. When we've been in the presence of God, when we've given our life to Christ, right? We are made right in the eyes of God because of his perfect sacrifice. But he's still doing the work in us, right? Because we still deal with this stuff, the flesh, So I want you to understand it. But you know what? Your salvation is secure in Christ because you know what? He bought it and paid for it all. And I want you to know this here. That you know what? That he guarantees us a place in heaven because of what he did. Right? But we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Now guess what? There's a lot more that he wants to give to us. He wants to see us walk this thing out. He wants us to be prosperous. And, you know, a lot of times, the first time people think money, 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 money. It's not exactly what I'm talking about. But he don't have a problem with you, you, you being prosperous. Because you know what? He wants to bless you so you bless others. Right? He wants to work in your life so you can give a testimony of what he's done for you and through you. Okay? So let's take a look at this. There's a few things I want to pull out here. Now, Jesus revealed in us. We should see something in our hearts. All right? Our hearts should love what God loves and hate what God hates. We need to start aligning our lives with him. We need to love righteousness. We need to love people. We need to love truth. And we need to hate sin, lies, and evil. Amen? All right. What about our desires? Our desires should represent godly qualities. On your job, do people know that you're a Christian? In your family, do people know you're a Christian? When you go to the store, do people know you're a Christian? Or you throw a body block on the lady up there just getting a can of beans so you can be the first one out? You know? I'm going to get the guy in uh, Farm Fresh to go back over some of them tapes when David Southall's in there. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> we have a good time here, don't we? You know, you got to be able to laugh a little bit, amen? So check it out. Our attitude. This is a great verse to write down. I'm going to read it to you guys. Galatians 2.20. You remember when we talked about last week and we had the little glasses? God's view. I want to read this to you. You guys can look it up later. But I'm going to read it to you right here now. Galatians 2.20. This is Paul speaking. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, if we can begin with that view and get that down right here, let me tell you, the way he works through us is going to start changing. Because guess what? We have to start looking at ourselves different because guess what? We're housing God in here, the spirit of God, right? And he's doing the work from the inside out. So guess what? That should change our response, right? So we need our response to start looking like the God view. We should give, let's see, from the God view, we should give the God response, So if we don't have God's view, how in the world are we going to respond like God? What's the thing I heard a long time ago? I share it often. You know, if you squeeze orange, you get orange juice. You squeeze apple, you get apple juice. Why is it when we squeeze a Christian, 
We don't always see Christ. I hope we do, you know. But I got a mirror at my house too, and God's still doing the work, amen. But that's the great thing about grace. That's a great thing about, you know, coming here and getting charged up again. But I want you to be able to take the word of God for yourself and do that every day. It encouraged some folks along the way, amen. Now here's something else that we see Jesus revealed in us, right? Our worship. We should turn our affections and praises to the Lord of all creation. That's why we did that song, Lord of all creation. You know, is our hearts really pointed to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the, you know, the, the, the creator of everything? Because really, as my mother-in-law says many times when we're praying about stuff, she says, my dad owns it all. Isn't that good? They have that relationship. My heavenly father owns it all. So you know what? When we get in line with, with God and understand our position as a child of God, we just open up the conduit for God to be able to work in us even greater. Amen? Amen. But it works both ways because you know what? He wants to be revealed in us, but he also wants to be revealed through us. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. All right? So guess what? That has a lot to do with our motives. Our motives should be driven from our allegiance to Christ. Our motives should be driven from our allegiance to Christ. If we give the Lord the proper reverence, right, in our life, it's going to change everything. You know, I hear this a lot, and, and it's kind of amazing, you know, if you talk about business and things like that. Me and Mike was talking about this the other day. Business and stuff. You know, if you honor God in what you do, it's going to work out. It might not look like the way you thought. It might not be in the time frame that you thought. But if we're honoring God as we're going through the tough times and the good times, guess what? It's all going to pull together. And you might not see it this side of heaven, but usually what you see as time goes on, you go, man, God was really working right there. And we look back here, God was really working right here. And we go, why does it take so long? Well, you know what? He's working all things together for the good. He might be working on a little piece of your heart or my heart to get to the next place where he can bless us or the next place where we can be a blessing or the next place that we can share our faith. So you know what? It's all out of that relationship, all right? That's what I want us to see here. So what we can do is this. We need to keep walking. We need to keep witnessing. We need to tune our hearts to the Spirit of God. How do we do that? With God's Word. That is our tuner. That's it. Now, you know, I go back to, uh, you know, how much time do we spend with God? How much time do we spend in the Word? You know? I heard somebody talking on the radio the other day. They said this, and, and I'm just passing it on. And they said, um, there was a study shown, if you spend an hour a day studying something, hour a day, within a, uh, I think it was like four years or something like that, you would be, I won't say an expert, but you would be really, really versed in whatever that subject was, regardless. Can you imagine if we spent an hour a day with God and God's word? And man, God, God's, you know, he's not holding anything back. He wants to reveal himself to you and in you. Man, now it's not about, this is what I want to be careful of. It's not about, well, I know all these things. I could tell you all the disciples' names. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting to know God in that personal relationship. Because let me tell you, there's going to come a time in each one of our lives, man, when that water's going to get deep. And then waves are going to come. And that boat's going to rock. I'd like to tell you it's not. But you know what? I haven't lived long enough to see that it will. And you guys know it does too. But you know what? If we are holding on to the Lord and we've been spending time with the Lord, we can say, you know what, God, I don't know how you're going to work this out, but I'm trusting you. 
I'm trusting you because I know what your word says. When we start grabbing hold of the promises of God, he starts being revealed in us and gets ready to be revealed through us. Now, I want to I go right here and just step off for just a minute. The last couple of weeks I've been asking you guys, have y'all had the opportunity to pray for anybody? You know? And some people have talked to me and said, yeah, that's great, you know? Well, you know, I love making the most of any opportunity. So while I was putting this together, I was just about right here, right? My phone rings, right? And I look and I go, man, what number is that? I don't know what number that is. And I got to answer it. You know, I wanted to, the phone's ringing. I'm like, I let it go. I'm like, no, I got to answer it. No, no, no. No, it's a sales call. I don't care. You know, I got to answer it, right? Because you know what? I might get to share some Jesus with somebody. So guess what happened? I was typing along. I was up in my little prayer hut. And the phone rings. And this lady said, oh, me, my honey, I brought the wrong number. I dialed a six. I thought I dialed an eight. I said, well, that's all right. I said, it's okay. That's what I said. Yeah. And she said, I'm so sorry. I said, that's all right, ma'am. How's your night going? How's your night going? She said, it's, it's, it's good. How's your? I said, it's going great. I'm digging in the word of God right now. She said, you are. I said, yeah, why don't we just make this a divine connection? I said, how can I pray for you? She said, you can pray for every part of my aching body, baby. <laughs> I said, no problem. I said, what's your name? She said, Pauline. What's yours? I said, buddy. She said, well, let's pray. I said, all right. I said, where are you? She said, I'm in Florida. I said, really? I said, well, who are you calling? And she just opened it up. She said, I was calling my daughter Norfolk. <laughs> I said, yeah, I knew you weren't from around here because we don't call it that. It's Norfolk, but the dog is in Norfolk, you know? And so I began to pray with this lady. And you know what she said? Honey, you never know what Jesus is up to, do you? Isn't that something? You know what? We can see the signs sometimes of how he's walking and going and things like that from the relationship. And we know it's going to be the best, right? But isn't that something? Even in the midst of a wrong number, God will show up and make it a divine connection. Isn't that great? So I'm just telling you, it doesn't matter. And before that, I got one other one. All right, one other one. I had to go mail something. And, I, and how many people like going to the post office? It's income tax time. This is not a safe place. Is it? You need to pray for the people out there, right? Yeah. So I go and there's nobody in there. I'm going, are we being robbed? You know, what's going on? I'm looking all back around here because every time I go to the post office, I am like way out there. So I go and uh, I mail something and the, and the Spirit of the Lord just touched my heart. I said, this lady's having a tough day. I mean, I'm telling you, that lip was down. And so uh, I'm just listening to the Lord in my heart. And I, I'm being nice as I can be. And it, it's almost, you know, you ever been like really down and somebody's nice and you just want to just go, leave me alone? That's about, that's about where she was. <laughs> I go, how you doing today? She goes, can I help you? I said, uh, man, it's beautiful outside. I've been inside all day. What do you want? I said, wow, this is going to be a tough one. Lord, you're going to have to intercede here. So I just kept on talking and all that. And uh, she gave me a few things. Would you like any stamps? I mean, she gave me the whole thing. Just real robotic. You need stamps, calendars, you know. No, no. I said, you know what I would like, though? She said, what's that? I knew she was just like, what's that? I said, I'd like to know how I could pray for you today. And that woman was in that, she was sitting in that big chair. And she said, it just took her back, man. She went, well, I'll tell you. I said, oh, boy, is he going to tell me? <laughs> and now I'm praying already. I'm going, Lord, I thought that's what you said. Pray for him. But I, go before me. And she said, look at it. She said, they're moving me from this location. I got to go to a new location. And I'm really concerned about it. 
I said, you know what? Maybe God's just opened up a new door for you. Why don't we pick the positive one out? And by then, people were coming in, and I know she has to do her job and everything, because you know I pray right there. It don't make no difference to me. But I said, you know what? I know i um, got to go, but I'm going to tell you what. I want to be lifting that up. So when I got in my car, I prayed. I said, Lord, you know, give that lady an opportunity. Give her peace. And you know what? I pray that, you know what? What God was working on the inside of me, maybe it jumped over and got to her. Amen. So somebody just took a little bit of time. See, she thought she was all alone. But God says, you know what? Why don't you just pray for her? I said, okay. You know? Some of the times when we walk by, we go, you know, if I ask to say, have you seen Jesus revealed today? You go, no, I only went to the grocery store and I had to make a car payment and I went here and I had to cut the grass. And What are you looking for? Maybe he's there and he says, you know what? I give you the energy to cut the grass. Maybe he says, I give you the home that you got grass to cut. You know, maybe, you know what, when you look in there and you don't have a lonely light bulb and you got a few things in there, you say, thank you, Lord. You know, so God's always revealing himself to us and he wants to reveal himself in us. Next, I want to talk about how God can be revealed through us. Amen. Everybody doing good so far? Great, great, great. Jesus revealed through us. All right. Sometimes we got to make it personal. Right? Amen. We need to make things personal sometimes because a lot of times, like I said, the world said, well, don't take it so personal. And there's a lot of things we need to let roll. Right? We had a lady come in where I worked one time because let me tell you, at our work several years ago, there was a lot of chaos. And they had a woman come in and she asked all the questions and we were all sitting, sitting down. And I remember she wrote, wrote this down. I'm going to flip this back to you. She wrote, Q-tip. I said, like, oh man, we're ready now. This is really, no, I'm just glad she didn't write handguns or something up there because these guys are like, you know, people you work with every day, don't you love them? Yeah. She said, Q-tip, and she broke it down. Quit taking it personal. Because, you know, a lot of times we're so easily offended. Well, guess what? I'm flipping the coin here. If you're going to take anything personal, take what I'm telling you personal today about God's word. All right? Take that personal and let it work in your heart so that we can make a difference. All right? So let's take a look at this. How is Jesus revealed through you? Now, let's just do this. Let's just take a snapshot in the last 48 hours. And if I told you that I had Uncle Wade following you around with a camera because he is our KTP camera guy. And we're going to roll this in 48 hours here, the last 48 hours of your life. What would you think? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Right. We need more than the cookies, wouldn't we, right, for some of us? Yeah. Well, you know what? The reason I say that is this. You know, God sees everything. He sees our heart and our motive and everything else. But he still loves you, right? And we can make a difference in, in, in so many people's lives. We can make a difference right here today. But not just right here, but on out into the community and in your family and everything else. So going back to the little movie scenario, if we would have played your movie, right? Would there be, and you were on trial, right, for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Did you hear what I said? If you were on trial right now, and they said, you know what, Mr. Chapman? People said that you're a Christian, and we want to investigate a few things to see if that's true. Would I be guilty? Pray that I would. But you know, so many times, if we look at our life, it doesn't look much different than others out there. Now listen to what I'm saying. That doesn't mean we're perfect. It means we're seeking after God who is. And he is still working in our life. Okay? 
wants us to hear that. So I'm not here to, to, to mash you down. I'm here to come around and embrace you with God's love and pull you on up by the word of God to encourage you. But man, we got to get to a point now that we're eating on our own, okay? You guys been listening and coming and looking. You know what? Eat some of this word on your own. And then when we get together, man, it's just going to grow and go. And God's going to do mighty things through you as he's revealed. Amen? Amen. All right. Do others see you? Do, other, do others see you're a Christian follower, a Christ follower? I'll get this out in a minute. Do others see you're a Christ follower or just hear that you are? Man, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. They go, oh, yeah, well, I know that guy. He's a preacher or something like that. Oh, I know that lady. She goes to that church and all that. But do, would they know that by your actions? Do, would they? Think about that. When you're in the line, right? Yeah. Would they know that? When you're in the line, you say, you know, it's no big deal. I went to the bank yesterday, and I was waiting, and I was, I was, I was a little bit in a hurry. And I was sitting there thinking, and I, so I heard this girl talking. I was like, man, that sounds like a girl I went to high school with. And she turned around, I saw her, and I started talking. And the line's getting longer. Because you know, I like to talk a little bit. And so immediately I said, man, why don't you go right on up here? See, a lot of people just say, well, hold on, I got my place. You're just going to have to wait. So immediately I just stepped to the side. I said, hey, go ahead. So like two or three people went by. Got to talk to the young lady. Hadn't seen her in a long time. Just got to tell them about what God's doing in her life. Isn't that cool? When you see some friends that you hadn't seen in a long time, and they share the testimony about what God's doing. See, when Jesus is revealed through us, that just does my heart good, you know? So that's another thing. Are we revealing Jesus through our lives? Are you a servant of the Lord? Think about that. Now, that doesn't mean that you're here every Sunday two hours before washing the windows. I'm talking about if God lays something on your heart, are you quick to do it? You know? And it may be serving in a whole lot of different ways. You say, well, man, I don't play guitar. Or I don't sing or I don't do the computer. That's okay because God's put something in you that he's putting in nobody else. It might be listening. I got a guy I work with. He must have a golden ear. It's amazing. You know, he says, what's going on? And you just go, oh. He goes, it's going to be all right. You know, aren't you glad that a few folks like that? It's good to have a few folks like that. You know, I pray that I could be that, that person. Or is it somebody that comes up and speaks truth into your life? They say, you know what? You could do it. You know what God says about you? And reminds you from his word. Always from his word. Amen. That's what I'm talking about here. Do you show compassion to others? See, that's what I'm talking about when you're listening. Are you asking God for his guidance? Are you asking God to help you in those areas and be compassionate? And here's a good one here. Do you sow mercy Love and forgiveness. See, a lot of times we get back uh, what we sow, right? So the question after that is this. What are you reaping? If you're not reaping what you want to, maybe you need to adjust what you're sowing. Just a thought. Just a thought, right? Here's one thing I want to hit you with before we go into this last little point. Are you faithful with what God has entrusted to you. You think about that. With your gifts, with your time, with your talents, all those things. All those things, are we faithful? Because you know what? There's coming a day that this right here is going to become a reality. 2 Corinthians 5, 10, I hope you can see that. 
It says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things he's done while in the body, whether good or bad. I want to clarify some stuff here. Our salvation is secure in the Lord Jesus Christ about what he's done. This is not about earning salvation. You hear this every week, and I, I go to great lengths. It's about what Jesus has done on the cross, death, burial, resurrection, that he poured out his blood for us, just like we read earlier, to bring us back into the right relationship. Matter of fact, I love it here. I got it in front of me. It says, he made peace with everything in heaven and earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away. So I want to make sure we got that packaged good. And everybody said amen, right? But I also want you to know that we're responsible for what God's put in us and what he's given us. So I saw this really, really cool demonstration. I'm going to tweak it a little bit, and I want to share this with you. Because when I go into this, I want you to think about this. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, all right? I didn't have any stunt double, so I'm going, I'm going for it myself, all right? How many of y'all watch the Olympics? Both of you. That's good. <laughs> Remind us not to advertise there. <laughs> now, you know what? I love this because my wife don't miss a trick. I set this over to the side. She said, what are they doing? Are they still working here? I said, it's part of it, baby. So let me get this here. Let me get my piece of wood. Yeah, I'm good. I'm going to be all right here. For all y'all listening, I got a real heavy-duty 4 by 4 It's 17 feet in the air. No, I'm kidding. Forgive me. No. <laughs> That'll make them come, right? They'll say, next time we should go there. Is that good? Anybody trained CPR, wounded wings, or anything like that? Is that good? Grab your children. Do not try this at home. All right? Do not try this at home. All right. Now, we talked about... You know that we got to appear before God. And I want to tie this into a little illustration I saw. And I thought it was really interesting. See, when you watch the Olympics, you see those young ladies on, in gymnastics. My sister does this stuff all the time. Even in, Man, that's amazing. And uh, when they get up there to do their routine, they got judged. They have judges and little scorecards and stuff like that, right? Now, what would happen if we just did a little parallel between your Christian life and your routine for Christ? And that, my wife said, do not get on that day. I can read your eyes. She's like, I am not carrying you anywhere. You know what? So, you know, my house. <laughs> this is great because I need to take a I told Jesse, take a picture. I want to take a picture. I'm going, what is he going to do this week? <laughs> well, think about this. If, if, you know, in our routine, our Christian life, how would that represent, you know, when we stand before the Lord versus what somebody would do, um, you know, at the Olympics on this thing, right? So let's just take it from the Olympic perspective. If I got up here, right, and I said, you know what? I'm ready. I'm going to get ready to do this. All right, I got a few minutes. Everybody's ready. What do you got to do? Okay, I'm ready. Here we go. We get up there, and we go, okay. I just want to play it safe, though. Okay, I'm just going to play it real safe on here because I don't want to get hurt or anything. Okay, you see, that this is the way we do our Christian life sometimes, isn't it? You know, I got saved, but I'm just going to sit on the sidelines because I don't want to get too involved in, in his stuff like that. And I don't want to mess up. How many of you hear that? I don't want to mess up. I don't want to fall. I don't want to do that. So what I'll do is I'll just live a real safe Christian life like, like this, 
okay? And then, you know, because I don't, I don't want to have any trouble in my life, and I'll just read my Bible and, and all these things, and, and I'll just live in a gated community and, and all these things like that, and I, oh, I don't want to mess up, and I'm so concerned about all these things, and, and you know, and then I'm halfway through my life, just like we saw with the rope the other day, right? And we're right about here, and we want to be real careful and stuff, and then we're praying, Lord, I'm just playing it safe because I don't want to do nothing crazy. And, and then we say, Lord, when, when I die, I just want to die in my sleep, okay? And so, you know, I'm just praying about having I don't want to hurt. I don't want to do anything. I don't, I don't, oh, my goodness. I'll go to church every now and then. But when I die, can I just, I just want to dream about heaven. And I just want to kind of slowly just go into the presence of God. And I just want to kind of ease in there. And then that reality of that scripture is going to be, I'm standing in front of God. You know? Huh? Think about that. Yeah. And we want him to go, well done, my good and faithful servant. I mean, people live their life like that, right? We get up there, you know. Can you imagine if that girl got off that beam and crawled across there, pulled out a couple of splinters and go. I'm thinking, I'm saving my ink, baby. (laughs) You know, that's real nice. But think about that. We live the Christian life like that, so many of us. Playing it safe. I know that's a visual that you guys are going to have to get out of your mind. <laughs> Lunch is coming. You're going, wow. But you know, <laughs> and I just never know what he's going to do here. But you know what? Sometimes when we're sitting here, we get on that bench and we go, you know what? Well, I made it to church and I did a little of this and everything else, but I'm just going to kind of play it safe. You know, I don't, I don't want to make a lot of noise and I don't want to mess up. But you don't know my past and all that. That's right. You don't know mine either. But you know what God does? And he says, you're still worth it. God says, I still love you. And you know what? As we walk along, step out. In our regular routine of life, God will meet you there. So I want to ask you this. When we take away from here today, how is Jesus revealed to us? Through his word, through his love, his ultimate sacrifice on the cross. How is Jesus revealed in us? That's a question only you can answer. How is Jesus revealed in you? You might take a look at your attitudes. You might take a look at our worship. You might take a look at how we serve, how we give, how we spend our time and talent. And then ultimately, how is Jesus revealed through you? Are you sitting on the bench? Are you sitting on your hands going, not this time, maybe next time, you know? Maybe next time I'll do this or that time. Uh, Maybe I'll just look around and go, you know, let somebody else do it. Or do you say, you know what, God? I'm going to do what I can. Just help me. And it makes me think of what that girl said. Mm, man, I don't need easy. I just need possible. So today, I, I hope you understand this. All things are possible through Christ. Amen. And it starts with this. It's where the unlimited possibilities become a reality by calling on the name of Jesus. So if you're here today and you've never asked the Lord to come into your life to forgive you of your sin, the Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That we identify with that, understanding that Jesus paid the full price for our sin because you know what? We couldn't, but he did. So if that's your prayer today, I, I pray that you just, you know, quiet your heart. And I'm going to ask everybody just to bow your head. If that's your prayer today, I ask you to just pray this with me. Dear Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Lord, I believe you are the Son of God. And I put my faith and trust in you. 
Stretching out.